welcome to Elwood Talks, the first podcast about destination weddings in Greece. My name is Sanya, the founder of Elwood Magazine, and I will be your host today. Join me in this new episode where we talk with Magdalena Sofia from All Things Beautiful about finding the right venue for your destination wedding. Known for her signature luxe minimalist style, organizational excellence and vast international experience, Magdalena's destination wedding planning studio All Things Beautiful has quickly become noticed by couples and industry alike by being published in its steam titles like Elwed and the Together Journal. Behind the success of her wedding planning studio lies Magdalena's unique background, a mix of various experiences across the fashion, design and media industries. Starting during her university years, she contributed to one of the leading lifestyle magazines in Poland as a fashion and design journalist. She had a pleasure of interviewing legends like Mr. Kenzo Takada, Agatha Ruz de la Prada and Sergi Lutens as well as serving as a judge at the biggest young fashion designers competition in the country. After graduating from social animation and literature in Poland, followed by fashion visual merchandising and design in Italy, Magdalena was offered a career opportunity at the commercial interior design company in Hungary, furnishing some of the most renowned hotels like Hilton and Marriott as well as multiple restaurants and cafes around Europe. Eager to learn new things, she made a decision to change the direction of her career, exploring the media and PR industry at the International Media Agency in Madrid, which gave her the opportunity to live and work in over 10 countries, from Southeast Asia through Europe and the Middle East to the Caribbean and South America. All of her prior experience in design, organization and travel led her to start All Things Beautiful planning and throwing fabulous destination parties for couples from around the world who share the same passion for architecture, design and travel. Planning and designing destination weddings across Europe and the Mediterranean together with her background from interior design and Magdalena's keen eye on aesthetics of architecture gives her the exact understanding on finding the right venue for your destination wedding. In this episode, you will get to know Magdalena and what she's most passionate about. Grab a pen and paper for all the advice she has to offer on choosing the right location and venue for your event. Magdalena, how are you? Hi, thanks for having me. I'm great. How are you? So I'm so excited to dive deep into your story. What led you to your wedding planning path? Uh, okay, I'm going to try and make that short because as you <laughs> know, I tend to talk a lot. So I'm going to keep that brief. Um, so I am definitely not a person who started her wedding career because uh, they got married and, you know, got the bug for wedding yeah. or because uh, they just loved weddings. Um what drew me in really was the design and aesthetic part of things. Um, so I have experience in interior design, commercial interior design. So I furnished uh, hotels and restaurants all around Europe. Um, and then I made a complete 180 in my career and I went into media and sales and just doing PR for different countries in the Western media. So kind of a very complicated background to yeah. another 180 to go to uh, wedding planning. So it honestly, start, I still remember this day, I was 
living in uh, Aruba at the time. I was, it was just an afternoon. I was chilling uh, in my bedroom with an iPad going through Pinterest. And I saw this beautiful floral arrangement, this beautiful wedding arch. And I was like, wow, this is so gorgeous. And yeah. you know how it goes on Pinterest. You see one image and three hours later is yeah. Pinterest. Um, so I started seeing these beautiful floral installations and that led me to seeing different um, reception setups. And I was like, wow, this is so gorgeous. And mm -hmm. I remember how much I enjoyed just planning uh, parties and just throwing fabulous parties and how the how it looks really affect mm -hmm. how we feel the space that we're in the beauty that we're surrounded by and that's kind of where that thought came to my head so mm -hmm. it happened that at the time I was looking to you know have a career change I was already mm -hmm. tired with that job I lived in 10 different countries. So I would move around a lot from Southeast Asia, Middle East, Europe, Caribbean, South America. So I really traveled a lot and I was a little tired of just moving around all the time mm -hmm. or, you know, from two to three months. So I felt like, hey, maybe that's the, the moment I should, I should look into, you know, doing something on my own. And that's where the idea for All Things Beautiful started. It was 2019 and I have <laughs> <been back> since. <laughs> The best year to start wedding planning. Huh? Right before the pandemic. And let me tell you, when the <laughs> pandemic started, right as I decided to start a business yeah. or something on my own, to say it felt strangely personal, it's yeah. but it is what it is. I think we always have to find the good things in the bad things. Like um, we just came home from Mykonos and... <laughs> You know, on the day, on the shoot day, we had the awful weather and the day before and the day after was just this amazing sunshine. But at the end, we were talking with the photographers and the team and they were like, actually, no, actually, we prefer the bad weather. <laughs> so sometimes you just need to trust into the process and to the higher power, let's say. Um, yeah, and things happen for a reason. So I think, you know, you have much more now. Um to put into your portfolio regarding the, you know, crisis aversion and stuff like that. Absolutely. You, and I don't think yeah. my, you know, if my business had taken off just in that moment, uh, mm -hmm. if there was no pandemic, if it had taken off in that moment, uh, it maybe wouldn't have been as good for me, uh, you know, because exactly. think about it the way I think about my business right now and the way I think of the the couples that I do weddings for it took me really long time to come to this place of a full clarity to know exactly mm -hmm. the profile of people that I really want to help uh organize weddings for so I think this uh was a blessing in disguise for sure absolutely so tell us a little bit about your wedding planning process like where do you go where can you who can you help who are your clients and where can you help them okay so um the main idea for all things beautiful was to create epic celebrations for incredible people um so mm -hmm. there are people who I think this is true for most of wedding planners. We're always looking to have something in common with our couples. And mm -hmm. as I shared with you before, uh, travels have been, has been something that 
has been a part of my most of my life and it became really a part of my company's DNA. So I really cater to these cosmopolitan couples who love to travel, but also really are connected to design, architecture and art. So people mm -hmm. who, when they're going on a holiday, they really look into the boutique hotels, the design hotels, places that are really going to inspire them, that are feast for the eyes. Um, yeah. And I felt like there was uh, there was a niche in the market for a planner that would focus on the architecture side of things, who wouldn't shy away from modern spaces that are um, more on a minimalistic side. And um, that's how basically I found, um, as I said, my little niche in uh, in the market. Yeah. So it is the cosmopolitan, effortlessly chic couples who are looking for a fabulous place uh, to celebrate, and they are not afraid to explore more than just one place that's amazing uh, so you travel around the world or europe base or so for the moment i i knew that i have to focus on i have to narrow down the area obviously the mm -hmm. idea is that uh, i'm happy to work anywhere in the world any any place would be fantastic and there are definitely countries on my bucket list for for the <laughs> couples but for now i'm focusing heavily on europe and the mediterranean this is uh, you know i lived in few european countries to include greece as well yeah. um, so I'm focusing on this region because that's what I know best. Um, and my idea was not to limit myself to just one country. Uh, obviously, yeah. there was a little temptation to start with maybe just focus on Italy, which is a country I also lived in for a while, um, mm -hmm. kind of focus on one country. But focus on architecture and design. I just knew no country would have enough venues of the profile that I'm looking for and the profile that my couples would look for. That's why I decided yeah. to expand to uh, all the European countries. And that's mm -hmm. basically the nature of international destination wedding planning, yeah. that you're not tied to just one. But I'm not going to lie, Greece is one of the most popular among <laughs> uh, <most> couples. <laughs> uh, very easy to understand, I think, why. Absolutely. It's amazing. <laughs> but no, as you said, uh, design and the mood of the venue also influences the design and the mood of the wedding. But uh, sometimes, um, you know, people forget that they want maybe, I don't know, uh, pink flowers in whatever, you know, venue that doesn't really fit. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, yeah, I think that is so important to have a wedding planner that understands the location and the venue. Uh, and what is possible for that venue. I absolutely agree. And I'm so happy that you mentioned that. Um, yeah. So you see, the way I see my work as a wedding planner and designer, I, I take pride in also calling myself a designer because I come up with a whole cohesive concept for the wedding. I work with my couples to help them develop exactly the style of the celebration that is really going to make their guests whisper in, oh, oh my God, this is so them. This is such a party of these two people I really want them to feel like their wedding reflects who they are their tastes so I'm really happy that you mentioned that about venues and how certain things work in a space or not because one thing that I really wanted to I don't want to say change in the industry but what I wanted to offer my couples is a different take I don't necessarily believe in transforming spaces mm -hmm. I believe that if you find the right venue 
you won't have to transform the space. You can play to the advantages, to the beauty of the space. You can use the decor and design to enhance the venue rather overpowering mm -hmm. it and turning it into something that is not. And especially when we're talking about Greece, you have so many incredible places, not only with beautiful views that are just a reason enough to go and visit, but you also yeah. have incredibly well-designed places. There's so many incredible architect studios working in Greece that have designed absolutely stunning hotels. And it would be just a shame to go into a space that was so yeah. designed and then just make Change. something out of it that is not. So I really believe in complementing the venue mm -hmm. and really finding that sweet spot where the couple feels like, yes, this is the exact venue that we feel strong about. This is where we want to celebrate because then you don't need to transform it, as I said then you can just enhance it and just put this personal touch so it makes it feel like this is really who this couple is. Exactly, as you said. And also who the couple is is so important. Like you wouldn't want to be, I don't know, if you are a more outdoorsy couple and uh, like, uh, I don't know, hiking and stuff, you don't really want some... Um, I don't know, let's say a fancy hotel uh, in the city, right? So it doesn't really match your personality. Um, and as you said, we have amazing uh, locations and the views, like we just came from Panoptis Escape from Mykonos and it was just, it was on top of the hill. We were the last hotel because this is like a big cluster, like a small village of hotels there. And we were at the top and we just had the most gorgeous views and it was so quiet and peaceful and, you know, you were literally between the clouds, you know, among the, in the sky. Oh, that's beautiful. And uh, because it's so nicely already designed, there's no need to transform the space. That's exactly how I think about it. When you find the right venue, you don't need to transform it. Exactly. You can just add the perfect details to Absolutely. to bring it to life, yeah, and to to create the perfect mood for the party. Yes. So, would you say that uh, what is more important to you to have the perfect picture or for the wedding to have the perfect mood? <laughs> oh gosh! Oh no! <laughs> Really, this is what I'm going for, you know, you really want, um, obviously, you know, there is no lying that we live in social media times. Um, and I think most of us, myself included, we some part of us really want this kind of like insta perfect image um mm -hmm. obviously from the design standpoint i really do want this effect that's gonna make everyone go wow oh my god mm -hmm. this is stunning something that's gonna look really good on photos but more, more importantly that's gonna create an atmosphere for everyone for the couple and their guests for everyone celebrating that's gonna really um set a certain message it's gonna create a very specific mood. Um, I very uh, strongly believe that the spaces we are in really affect how we feel, the decor, that really adds to an experience. So I can't say that I would want one or another because ideally I would want both. Both, yeah. Um, I think well-designed, well-executed design really helps you achieve that atmosphere. But um, 
that is just a starting point you know this is the mm -hmm. kind of the background and when everything is planned and this is where the planning part comes into it when you manage to make everything go smoothly and you are able to avert any small or big crises that might come because this is just the nature of wedding planning and weddings something yeah. unexpected can happen um then this is what creates the atmosphere i think the most important thing for the design is to be really awe inspiring but at the same time the main goal for me is just to have the couple really really happy for them to have space to celebrate freely so they're just free from worrying so it just the space inspires them but the most important thing is just celebrating with people that they love because it's the emotions that they're going to really remember forever exactly that's what i believe too and i think it's very much on trend now to have um you know couples pay more attention to how the guests uh, will feel the guest experience is i think more more and more important than you know not necessarily all the other but uh, uh i think the core also plays important role this is what i like to believe and i think this is what um the couples that i work with believe as well um it just i think this is something that helps you celebrate you know um in my company all things beautiful um i have this kind of tagline strapline call it uh what you may it's all things beautiful curating moments because i think mm -hmm. this really encapsulates my work it's about curating experiences for my couples and there are mm -hmm. many components to that experience design and venue and how things look are a big part of it this is not everything because uh, you know i think we've all at least once been to a party that looked perfect but the atmosphere was kind of you know not not the best uh we've all been there we we all know so there is more than just design to uh pulling off a fabulous event so because there's a, a lot of destinations and a lot of perfect venues how would you what would you advise for the brides how to approach this venue search for how can they find the best the perfect venue for their destination wedding i mean ideally and i'm not I, I'm, I'm shamelessly plugging myself here. <laughs> Ideally, you just uh, find your international planner who will find the venue that's right for you. But for those mm -hmm. brides who want to start the process on their own, which is completely fine and actually something I advise people to start looking for spaces that they feel drawn to. I think it all starts with uh, the couple sitting down and just listing the things that they would really want. What is really important for them? Um, is it to have a beautiful outdoor space would you like to have um a sea view maybe you want it to set against the mountains just starting to imagine the day itself and you will see that there are many elements of that vision of the day that help you figure out what venue is going to be right for you i think most of the couples already kind of have that idea and when you sit down with your partner and start talking about it you know you've already seen and been to a number of weddings so you might know that you're more into this kind of old european style villa or that you're more into really modern architecture or you want something that i love to call modern mediterranean which is something that greece is so well known for mm -hmm. so when you look at these things when you go on pinterest when you go on instagram i think every uh couple already has certain ideas about the spaces that they feel good in um so think back at the holidays that you took um many couples travel to the destinations that they want to get married to or they've already been there and they want to go back there for their wedding so i think it all starts with sitting down and just envisioning that day and what is the most important to you um 
So I think this is where it starts. I don't think there is like one foolproof formula, but starting there and just really looking into what the two of you want, not trying to please everyone around uh, and just like trying to choose, okay, we really need to set it over here because, you know, uh, so many people love this area. Think of what you like, what you're looking for in the venue, what kind of vibe you're looking for. And I think aesthetics is the big part of it. So depending on what style drawn into, I would just start there for what just really makes your soul sing in terms of spaces that you're like, oh my God, I could get married here. Do you think that it's uh, more important to first decide on a location, let's say, I don't know, Greece, Italy, whatever, or islands or mainland, uh, then find the venue or would you say to just find a venue I don't know first let's say a castle or a hotel or I don't know a, a wedding venue per se something like that what would you say it's better to, where should I start wow this is a great question um so I think it again depends on the type of person that you are um For some people, it's going to be they've already seen an image online and they're like, wow, this venue is just exactly what I love. It really depends on the why behind you chose this particular destination. For instance, um, you know, you might have ties to certain location. Uh, my family always went for holidays to Paros. So this is a place that I really feel drawn to. Mm-hmm. So that's why we would like to, to do it there. Then you start working with your planner or you start working on your own researching venues on that particular island so Mm -hmm. there is I don't think there is again any set formula I wish I could tell like it's a (laughs) C if you follow these steps you're gonna end up perfect um, destination and your perfect venue the truth is they're both okay they're both great ways whether you start Mm -hmm. with particular island um, I think people who are drawn to particular you know especially with Greece that is you know you have so many islands then there is the mainland there's so many options to choose from Mm -hmm. Um, I think for people who really love Greece or have ties to Greece um, sometimes it's easier to start with particular location because you have memories you have um personal ties to particular locations for people who maybe never have been to Greece or have only been once or twice here and there it's easier to find just oh I saw this hotel it's amazing it's in Santorini Mm -hmm. okay fantastic let's go there Mm -hmm. no I don't think there are just two ways of doing it exactly depends on what works for you both are perfectly fine Exactly, as you said, I think it's so important to really know uh, what exactly you want from your wedding first and then to decide on the location because you have, for instance, like, as you said, Santorini, Mykonos, these are uh, highly touristic islands. And do you really want so much, uh, you know, tourists uh, on because you cannot avoid them, uh, on, on, on the day of your wedding. So um, you need to decide, would you rather have something more secluded, uh, I don't know, on the beach somewhere by yourself, or would you like some, something more with a party vibe? You know? So exactly. I think these are the first no. steps to decide what mm-hmm. you are looking for from the event. Absolutely. And and I'm so glad you mentioned that because um, there is, it really goes back to knowing what you want for this day. Mm -hmm. And um, for instance, if you will have a lot of people traveling from different places, um, you can start talking to your planner and when you're researching, just thinking about these things in a way, 
okay, so we have our grandparents coming. So probably we shouldn't be in an area where we have to walk to the ceremony area, you know, managing 1000 steps mm -hmm. is probably going to be a little bit more challenging. Um, the other thing to keep in mind is that the bigger islands, the more kind of, you know, the wedding hotspots, as we would call them, uh, mm -hmm. they definitely have much bigger infrastructure when it comes to weddings, which is something that you should keep in mind. For instance, exactly. you have a smaller island that is absolutely charming, but it's also managing your expectations. And knowing exactly. that if you choose a smaller island, you might not get as many tourists, which is fantastic for some people. Mm -hmm. At the same time, you need to remember that that means that there might not be as developed wedding industry, that you might need to bring uh, maybe furniture, maybe crockery, maybe a florist, maybe some other wedding vendors mm -hmm. from different islands, which is something that is going to um, affect your budget, probably something that is going mm -hmm. to be more logistically challenging. So mm -hmm. these are the things that I would advise couples to um, to pay attention to when choosing. Um, it's also what you mentioned that, you know, when you go to places like Mykonos, uh, you would have, it's a, you know, known as a party island. So there is a lot going on. You have a lot of people coming there. So if you're looking to stay on an island for longer than just the wedding, it's good to have an area where people can go to restaurants, where people can, you know, have some excursions to have other exactly. things to do. If you just have a smaller wedding, a micro wedding, where you just want to hang out with the group of people that you're celebrating with, then maybe opting for a lesser known island or less touristic island and then just renting a beautiful villa for a week or two and just hanging out there and just doing little excursions together. All these things contribute to what you're perfect venue or what your perfect destination within Greece would be. I think it starts with really understanding what you want that day to look like. Absolutely. And also how many guests you're planning to have, because oh. uh, again, if you want a wedding with 200 or more guests, they might not even fit on an island. <laughs> that is so true. That is so true. Okay, a little bit of joking, but uh, yeah, this is very important. Like uh, bigger groups uh, might not uh, feel so comfortable and manageable also on a smaller island that has less tourism, less developed, as you said. Um, there are some islands like Hydra, Spetus, that don't even have cars. Like <laughs> you need, <laughs> so you have to think of that too. Yeah, of course. And, you know, when you think about a destination wedding, um, you invite if you invite 200 people, then what you also have to have in mind that on that particular island or that particular area, there should all also be uh, another establishment of different hotels in mm -hmm. etc. So your guests have somewhere to stay. Exactly. So you also should have that in mind. I know for many couples, it is also having a good balance of places. So you would have your five-star luxury hotels, but you would also mm -hmm. have something in a mid-range. So everyone coming to your wedding can find something for their budget to, you know, comfortably uh, spend that time during a celebration. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So. From all these locations and destinations, which would be your favorite wedding location in Greece and why? Oh, my goodness. Um, you know, my heart always pulls me to Milos. Uh, mm. There is just something about that lunar-like landscape. Um, it is one of the more quiet islands, I would say. I think 
it is becoming more and more popular. It's, yeah, up and right. We're having mm-hmm. maybe just a few years of it being what it is right now. Um, but I really love it. You have absolutely stunning villas there, a few really great hotels. Um, this is really like the essence of a Greek holiday for me. Uh, mm-hmm. Also having, you know, all the infrastructure that's needed for someone like myself who likes to go to the beach and be like in the secluded area, but at the same time would like to go to a square where you have few restaurants to choose from, have other hotels and establishments. So I would say my favorite probably would be Milos, but um, there is just, you know, there is just too many places in Greece. I, yeah. When I moved to Greece, I just fell so madly in love. Um, I I don't think it's so easy for me to pick just one. But to be honest, I don't think I've ever been anywhere in Greece where I didn't like. Yeah, like maybe different things about it. Um, it's just it's just so hard to choose. But I (laughs) the best thing about Greece, I think, is that I am certain that almost any person can find their perfect spot in Greece. There is something for absolutely everyone. Exactly. Yeah. As you said, and all of these locations are so different. Like you said, Milos has the lunar uh, landscape and the white rocks and stuff. And then you have Santorini with white houses on top of the rocks. Um, <laughs> then you have Mykonos that just doesn't have a single tree on. There's just a rock. Uh, so, And then you have, I don't know, Rodos that it's full of trees. Like, yeah, it's just an amazing variety. And each island is so unique um, from one to another um, that you really have to make uh, research before you're booking if you're not sure why you went to that island. But uh, I think, as you said, the emotions and the memories and, you know, uh, something like that is a very powerful way to choose a destination or a location uh, for your wedding as well. So, you know, why that location, you know, to bring back the ch- um, childhood memories or many times also what happens from the weddings from destination weddings that they are that groom is from one country and the bride is from another country they met in the third country but they yeah. all meet in Greece for a wedding so that also happens so they have no t- specific ties to Greece uh, but they just uh, pick it as a meeting point for all of the family members <laughs> well it makes absolute sense you know it's just such a beautiful place um, it's like it's like people have always been drawn to Paris as the city of love and so many people elope there. And I think Greece has also created this real beautiful brand for themselves. It's, you know, it's the sun, the sand and the sea, Uh, fantastic food. One of the kindest people you were ever olive oil that's superior to any other oil and I'm willing to fight people on this um, really is um it, Greece really is a unique country and speaking as a um international wedding planner mm-hmm. who works in different countries um there is just something about Greece that really can't be found anywhere else in uh, in, in in the world really and it's it's just unique that's what it is it's called kefi. <laughs> kefi is something that is not translatable. It's like 
a joy of life or happiness to life or something like that you know like the love for life or something like that you would try that is beautiful i will yeah. I, will, I will steal that and quote <laughs> kathy so so cute though yeah so weddings are changing like super fast and uh also covid now affected many weddings you know now we are having trends of micro wedding but apart from, from covid and all of these trends what trends do you see picking up in the world of weddings from the designer point of view from the let's say location point of view um from the location from the design point of view. yeah um oh god do you think that the wedding venues have changed and have you know, what What do you see clients choosing more of? Do they go more for the traditional wedding venue in a hotel or whatever? Or would you say they are more courageous and creative with their choices? And, you know, let's uh, pick up. Not. You know, I, I don't know, know the middle of the field. <laughs> <laughs> I might be biased in my answer because I work with, you know, a particular segment of wedding couples and uh, other planners might, might look at it uh, a little bit differently um, mm -hmm. what I'm seeing is definitely um, couples looking into venues that they can have exclusivity in so mm -hmm. ones so for instance resorts that are very big and you would just have a portion of a resort to yourself this I feel for the profile of the couples that I'm working with is becoming a thing of a past. People really want to feel like they are the only ones. Um, I always heard these horror stories of someone having a wedding and then, you know, another wedding being close by and guests <laughs> kind of mixing up and you ending up on a wedding of someone you don't really know and realize but, this is not my group of people. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. We've all heard these uh, horror stories. So I think um, if, if I were to call it a trend, I think it's people looking for venues that they can have hired on exclusivity basis. So there is no one else there. Um, it is also something that COVID has kind of um, influenced mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. that way you can really protect your guests as well, right? Mm -hmm. Don't mm -hmm. say that. I also see, but again, I might be biased because I'm uh, so much into architecture and design, but I mm -hmm. see people being a little bit more courageous when it comes to what I like to call my style is luxe minimalism. And people understanding that minimalism is not about taking away things and not about making space look bare. It's just letting certain elements of the space shine through the design. Um, so this is something that I'm seeing um, that people are going for venues that are maybe not, you know, gazillion ornaments everywhere and details that are more minimal. Uh, just playing mm -hmm. what you would see in Greece is just uh, beautiful, kind of modern Mediterranean minimalist uh, design. And then that just plays to the beauty of the area that the hotel, the, the venue is in. So I think this is what I'm seeing. And in, in pe people are looking for venues that... Um, are just really beautifully located and just playing to the attributes of the surrounding area, uh, I would mm -hmm. say. Uh, okay, so um, tell us a little bit more what you're currently working on. Um, so uh, thank God uh, we are seeing weddings picking up for next year mm -hmm. and the year after that um so i'm looking into a uh, few destination beautiful destinations uh in uh 
next season, uh, some of them actually in Greece, which I'm extremely excited about. Mm -hmm. um, um, we are also looking already at 2023 weddings. I personally try not to book, uh, in ideal world, I wouldn't book for, you know, two seasons ahead, but um, mm -hmm. next year, uh, I think everyone saw the this like viral um, Instagram post that said that next year we're expecting 2.5 million weddings, which oh, is- wow the highest amount of weddings we had since 1985. And that mm -hmm. means that, uh, you know, that comes from a fact that we had a lot of postponements in the past two years. Mm -hmm. Many weddings have been moved to uh, 2022. So there is a lot of weddings happening. I'm very lucky and I feel very fortunate to have couples to work with um, on this during this time. So this is where I'll be focusing on, but I'm also looking slowly also at 2023 uh, because we're just in this time where you really have to start looking even at your 2023 wedding because vendors' calendars are really getting mm -hmm. filled. So my advice to couples, whether they're thinking of next year or 2023, to really start looking into your key vendors, that would be probably your photographer, videographer, your florist, people who are really, really crucial to the success of, of your wedding to really start mm -hmm. looking at them right now because their calendars are getting filled. And it's just so heartbreaking when you're going to a couple there, oh, we want to work with this photographer. And you're like, I'm sorry, they're just not available. Mm -hmm. so everyone is getting really busy, which I think is fantastic for our industry. And I feel very blessed to uh, have couples to work with. Um, so this is what next year is going to be. It's going to be uh, a lot of destination weddings and beautiful places to include Greece. Um, <laughs> so yeah, this is something I'm extremely excited about. That's amazing. Yeah, we are excited for finally the industry picking up and starting yeah. again. And really, it was such a long pause uh, without events. I really missed them too. I didn't think that I will miss so much the shoots because they are exhausting. But um, yeah, now I see after two years of, you know, standstill. So, yeah, we missed events and we missed uh, just, you know, a group of community of people just to go out and have fun. Oh, yes, absolutely. And I think also shoots is something that, again, this is something I would advise couples to look into um, because shoots are a fantastic way for us wedding vendors, wedding creatives to just go, I don't want to say crazy, uh, yeah. but to try new things, to... Mm -hmm push the envelope to just try uh, do things a little bit differently this is where we can get really creative uh, this is where you can try new things so I really advise couples to also look into that I know it's very tempting to just look at real weddings when you go mm -hmm. through blogs and Pinterest um, I think it's also very tempting because okay I have the venue and what the couple actually did there but when you look mm -hmm. at style shoots you might get um, some ideas you might see different Exactly, different floral style. I absolutely love what you're doing with uh, El Wed, showing different styles. The mix of real weddings and style shoots, I think this is a perfect uh, place yeah. to look for inspiration, just to see what other people did, what is possible, but also to see, hey, there are new ways of doing things, just you know, some new fresh ideas. I think it's very inspiring. Thank you so much. And yeah, this is exactly what we are going for. Like I, with Elwed, I want to show to the couples what is possible in Greece. You know, you don't need to have just an olive uh, leaf wedding. Okay, absolutely go ahead if you want that. But, it, you know, it's not only this. There's like so much possibility. Like if, if you want top luxury, you can have it here too, you know. 
Um, I agree with you so much on this. It's just showing that you can have it. There is nothing wrong with having uh, just foliage, just some olive uh, branches on your table as a runner. It looks stunning and it always works. Uh, mm -hmm. but if you're looking for something else, there's so many different options. You can create a whole different mood. Uh, and I think this is uh, what is very important for couples to keep in mind that you can have it the way you've seen it, but don't you want it to have more personalized to yourself? Just exactly. again, I always say, I want guests to come to the space and see, oh my God, this is so them. Exactly. And as you said, from the shoots um, and all these pictures on Pinterest and stuff, I know it's difficult you know to to separate what is real and what is a fake and what is style shoot but you don't need to replicate the picture you know you can just take some elements that you like uh, i don't know the compositions the colors whatever from that pictures that work for you and make it your own so again you know you can make it possible even if the picture is fake let's say oh i absolutely agree i think the thing with these inspiration images, whether that is from a real wedding, from a styled shoot, from an elopement, whatever it may be, I think the most important thing about it is just to, when you look at an image, and this is another advice I love to give to, to couples or, or to anyone really planning their wedding, um, is to just look at an image um, and just try and narrow down what do you love about what you see. Uh, because sometimes, you know, uh, you would be sent images, oh, this is the style that I'm going for. And we would have to dig deep. And this is what I encourage couples to do. Mm -hmm. When you see a picture, just try and assess what do you love? Is it the colors? Because sometimes you realize that I just like this photo because it's just a pretty photo, but there is nothing particular about it that I would like to replicate. Mm -hmm. So maybe mm -hmm. what you're really drawn to in this picture is the photography style. And this is important. Mm -hmm take note of exactly. or maybe it's the floral style or maybe it is how the space is lit once you start dissecting these images you mm -hmm. are more likely to find the way to take the inspiration but then make the wedding truly your own so it doesn't you don't want your wedding to look like someone else's you really want mm -hmm. it to be something of yours so i think dissecting these images and same goes with venues you know that venue oh my god this image is perfect i'm like okay but what do you like about it is it the view? Because if you like um, a beautiful sea view, you know, the kind of sunset image that you have this like pink or peachy light setting mm -hmm. on the on the bay. This is something you can have in many different venues in um, in, in many different places in Greece. Exactly. So try to think of other things that are all that are also on that checklist for you. So I think just, uh, yeah, my advice is always dissect images and try and look further into what draws you to this particular image. And I think what you said is very important to work with a planner that understands, uh, you know, this creative process also, because not all planners are also designers. There are some wedding planners that are just more, uh, you know, analytical and, you know, budget orientated. So if you are more design orientated as a couple, bride or groom, whatever, then you want somebody that also understands the design and the styling and the mood of the whole uh, look of the event. So. Uh, again, it depends, you know, what they're going for. But as you said, this about the dissecting the, the picture is very important for uh, when you're giving the inspiration, when you're giving these photos to the professional and whoever that is, it cannot, it can be a florist, it can be a photographer, a videographer, whatever. It's very important to tell them what drew you to this picture, what is, impor what is important for you, why do you like this picture? 
because they might see it differently, you know, than you. Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm really happy that you mentioned that not all planners are designers. Um, mm -hmm. And this is nothing to, no, this, is, this is nothing good or bad. It really depends yeah. on what you're looking for. There's plenty of brides that take pride in throwing fabulous parties that look beautifully, and they might just not need someone to help them mm -hmm. design the space to help them come up with a look. Exactly. Really, should I, I would advise couples to always ask yourself, what is the reason behind hiring a planner slash planner and designer? Um, what help do you need? Um, and some planners are also designers like myself, and mm -hmm. I enjoy the whole process of creating this beautiful, cohesive vision, a multi-sensory experience for you and your guests. But there are also planners who just focus on the logistics, on having the job done of production part of things mm -hmm. this is also a very important thing if a couple wants to design things on their own i know i would definitely be that type of bride who just like no <laughs> i'm doing it on my own yeah. um, then you might just need someone to just organize the logistics for you it's just understanding what type of service what type of help do you need exactly um but also i have to add here even if you do only need logistics it's still good to have somebody on the ground that can, I don't, know, I don't know, if something goes wrong with the venue or with the floors or with whatever, there's a, on a, every given event, there's about 14 to 16 professionals that are going to work at your event. So at any given moment, anything can go wrong. So I think it's good to have somebody um, that uh, understands the local culture, the local, maybe oh, even language. Yeah. Uh, uh, but when it comes to uh, what you just said, yes, to me, like logistics, that also includes coordination on the day, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, exactly. So obviously, I really, truly believe that. So there is this, um, I don't want to say saying, I coined, but what I like to say about my service and how I imagine just the role of a planner, uh, and that includes the coordination that you were mentioning, being there on the day, is that hiring a wedding planner is investing in the lifetime of the most cherished memories and the peace mm -hmm. of mind while making them. So I really believe it takes so much pressure and stress off of you if you have that person who's going to just oversee the whole exactly. event running smoothly uh you really don't want to be dealing with these small things on your day imagine you're having um a cocktail with your friends you're just after the ceremony you know the happy hormones and flying you're just in a good mood <laughs> and all of a sudden there is a dj uh just um you know knocking on your shoulder like uh you know what i need an extension cord like do you yeah. want to with that that's where you have your planner that's uh you know the person that you need absolutely Oh, okay, uh, I would like to ask you now for the last question, what advice would you give to all couples who are planning a destination wedding, but you have, uh, you have given so many advice already, <laughs> uh, so if you have one more last advice to give, like the most important advice for the couples that want to marry abroad, what would that be? For couples who want to marry abroad, and particularly in Greece, um, yeah. I don't think I have one. Oh God, I'm going to start yeah. minutes again. I'm sorry. I'm going to try and keep it brief again. Um, I don't think there is just one particular advice. I think definitely if you can, if you can afford it time money wise, visiting the country and doing a little okay. tour, maybe combining that with your anniversary kind of trip uh, to do a little island hopping and exploring uh, also the mainland. 
I think this is one thing. See That's such a great advice. Yeah, to see the location before the wedding and get the feel. Just take a look around uh, to see uh, really how you feel in these uh, in these areas. Because, for instance, you know, there is many people I know who get very disheartened when they go to Santorini and they want to have this oh, yeah. picture and they end up in a line of 50 people waiting for the same picture. For so the same picture. Yeah, exactly. So many people, um, I, I would advise all the couples to, if you can afford it, if you can, you know, make time, uh, try and, you know, do even a short uh, trip just to do a little island hopping and seeing the mainland. For sure, I feel like mainland is not promoted enough. There is no stunning exactly. out there. Uh, there is more than just islands. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, Thessaloniki is stunning. It has like oh one of the most beautiful beaches. Yeah. <laughs> a cute place okay and athens will you know i will forever fight for anyone who says like oh you know greece islands i was like no see athens it's <laughs> exactly so, yeah our advice try and visit the the area just to see uh how you feel in these uh, in these places and you know you might find your perfect venue uh, on that same trip yeah that's such a great advice i think we haven't even heard it yet. Uh, and it's so important, as you said, uh, you know, if it's possible, do go see the location beforehand and see if it, if you even like it. Because sometimes you can have these gorgeous uh, photos on the internet from a venue that you are looking at. You know, when you get there, the vibe is just not the same because one or the other reason, as you said, Santorini with hundreds of tourists in front of you. But but you know, it can... just, to, uh, just to add to that, what you're saying, because uh, I obviously advise to go and see just the country to see how you feel and just to get mm -hmm. inspired. That's one thing. But when it comes to venues, um, what you just mentioned that sometimes images don't really match reality. You know, as a planner, I always try and get to the bottom of that. And, you know, when possible with my couple mm -hmm. visit and see the um, do the site visit. But if it's not possible for you as a couple to visit the venue that you think uh, you want to have your wedding at, I know it's a very very hard thing to do to commit to the space that you've never been in. I think what COVID, uh, where COVID was a little bit of a blessing, it really popularizes kind of virtual trips. So when mm -hmm. you're working with a truly great professional venue, there's definitely going to be someone who can take their camera and give you a little mm -hmm. tour, answer your questions. Um, if it's possible, I would advise couples to have their planner present like on the call because we know the little things to pay attention to in the space, to the questions to ask. But mm -hmm. I think opting for a virtual tour with a venue you if you can't make it yourself is a fantastic way just to put yourself at ease that you know what you're getting into so if somebody wants to get in touch with you where can they find you uh so obviously there is my website that is um atbweddings.com atb stands for all things beautiful or you can find me on instagram which i think is the easiest way you can always dm me there and my insta handle is quite long it's all things beautiful weddings. Mm -hmm. It's a mouthful, but once you type it, you're going to find my account. I'm always happy to, um, you know, have couples uh, send me DMs or reach out uh, with an email. Um, you know, apart from just uh, talking to couples and, and working with them, I'm also always very happy to just, uh, you know, chat to anyone who is passionate about travels and weddings and beautiful destinations to share my expertise. I really believe uh, that there is no reason for me to jealously guard information i'm happy to to share yeah. with uh, with couples yeah absolutely as you said 
sometimes you know you want a venue and then you can't find uh, the information. Which, oh no! If where... you go to my Instagram account and whenever I share a venue, um, there are some I shared from Greece. There, you're always going to find an Insta handle. So um, I also always invite couples to see my account if they're looking for some inspiration for some places. I always tag people who I work with. So um, you know the information is out there. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I say. <laughs> Uh, you're absolutely right. There's no point in, you know, hiding things because if somebody really wants something, they're going to find it one way or another. Oh, I absolutely agree. And I think when it comes to wedding planning, when it comes to choosing the right planner, uh, it's not, we're not directories, you know, there is so mm-hmm. much more to our service. So I see no reason to to hide that information. I'm happy to inspire couples to to show them beautiful locations, the right people who are my ideal clients. Uh, mm-hmm. are definitely going to find me and uh, my DMs and my mailbox are always open. That's amazing. It was lovely chatting with you, Magdalena. And, I love you. Uh, and hope to see uh, your weddings from Greece featured in Elwed soon. Oh, I can't wait for that. collection for supporting Elwood Talks. A local family-owned group of 11 outstanding luxury hotels, the Meconian Collection is located on the legendary island of Mykonos that offers savvy guests a variety of the most fascinating venues. The whitewashed private chapel, avant-garde Thalassos Spa centers, gourmet restaurants and magnificent wedding venues for up to 1,000 guests. Situated on the unspoiled Elia beach, which is renowned for its fine sand and crystal waters, with personalized support, excellent food, and of course, the impeccable service that the Meconian Collection is known for, your ceremony can be an amazing outdoor experience overlooking the breathtaking panorama of the Aegean Sea and the unforgettable sunset. Book your stay now at meconiancollection.gr. That's meconiancollection.gr. Thanks for listening to Elwed Talks. I hope you found this show helpful and inspirational. You can subscribe and listen to Elwed Talks on some of your favorite platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor and many more. Head over to elva.com slash podcast to find out more. If you found this episode helpful, feel free to leave a review or a 5-star rating on Apple Podcasts or your chosen platform. If you are planning your wedding in Greece, make sure to download our Elwed magazine filled with resources and inspirational advice at elwed.com slash magazine. Or follow us on our socials for instant inspiration at elwedmag. On the other hand, if you just want to share your thoughts about this episode, ask a question or want to be on our next show, you can leave us a voice message on Anchor or head over to elwe.com slash podcast to get in touch. This podcast was brought to you by Elwe.